welcome back to another episode of Influx. I'm Lara, and this is episode three of season two. This week, we have a special Design Co. Influx collaboration episode. But before we get into the episode, make sure to follow our Instagram, at SCADflux, to see updates on upcoming events, to find our Discord, and more. SCADflux on Instagram will show you events like the mentorship pairing that just took place. If you signed up for that event, make sure to check your email for your mentorship pairing and reach out to your pairing partner. You can also learn about more events like Fluxathon, which is happening right now. Fluxathon is our semi-annual 24-hour design competition. Don't worry if you missed out on this one. We will be hosting another Fluxathon in the spring. And with that, this week we have two guests, Sergio and Adam from Design Co. Design Co. is a design club at UC San Diego, and we had a blast chatting to Sergio and Adam about life in California, what it's like to go to a school at a university that isn't a design school, and way more. Thank you so much, Sergio and Adam, for taking the time to talk to us. And for now, I will pass it off to Nico, Barun, and the Design Co. duo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back the Influx podcast. So good to see you. So good to hear our voices. (laughs) Uh, We are here with two representatives from Design Co. And we've got me and Varun here, of course. Um, Why don't we go around the room and introduce everyone? Go around this virtual room. So I'm Nico. You guys know me. I'm Well, for those of you who are new to this podcast, maybe you don't know me. I'm a user experience designer. And I have a minor in industrial design. I'm a senior at SCAD right now from Colorado originally, but right now I'm in Savannah, of course. And I am the uh, podcast producer for the Flux Club. And a fun fact about me, mm, I really love coffee. I don't know if that's a very fun fact. (laughs) All right, who wants to go next? I think I can go next. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Sergio, uh, Serge for short. I am a second-year transfer, uh, a.k.a. senior, uh, without the senior experience over at uh, the (laughs) University of California of San Diego. My major is cognitive science with a specialization in design and interaction. Uh, I am from an area called North County in San Diego. So it's obviously the northernmost part of San Diego. (laughs) So not necessarily the city, but it's still a part of the county. Uh, my role in Design Co. I am a part of the CEC, which is the Community Engagement and co- uh, Coordinator. That means I help plan and coordinate social events that engage with the design community. So uh, examples of events that we've done are something called Design Buds, which is a sort of mentorship program between uh, freshmen, uh, sophomores uh, being paired up with, uh, with um, higher classmen. Or uh, starting this quarter for me, at least, is I am going to be moderating the Discord channel for Design Co. Nice. And a uh, fun fact about me is I own over 600 video games. Yeah. Like physically I, or like digitally? No, majority of them are digital. Oh, okay. Like on uh, Steam or like by console? Uh, console and Steam. Mostly okay. console. So, wow. yeah, those... Those, uh, what is your favorite of the those. 600? Yeah, did you oh, choose Jesus. one? Actually, I mean, uh, whenever I get asked this question, it's almost always uh, Jack 2. It's a Naughty Dog game back in the day. Uh, it, it's basically a uh, Grand Theft Auto clone, but in the, in the world of uh, Jack and Daxter, it is super amazing. It is fondest uh, memories uh, playing it <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, and nice to meet everyone. Oh, I guess it's a back and forth between Flux and Design Co. in that <laughs> sense. Um, well, uh, hi, everyone. For those that don't already know me, and welcome to all those listeners from UCSD. Um, I'm Varun. I'm also a user experience design major here at SCAD. I was actually um, an industrial minor, much like Nico, but I just recently dropped that minor because... As much as I like building stuff, I, I just didn't feel like I needed the minor. Um, and I'm in my final year, but really it's just like I have two or three classes left, so I'm just kind of coasting until I'm done. Um, I'm from 
I was born in India, but I was raised in like the Toronto, Canada area. Um, so most of my life or most of my working memory, actually all of my working memory is from Canada. Um, and I guess I consider myself equally Canadian as much as Indian. Um, and then my role in the design club or in Flux is to serve as the web developer. Um, so I'm currently working on a new website slash a redesign, which I'm really excited about, but I'm also one of the co-hosts of this podcast. And a fun fact about me, um, I don't think the listeners can see this, but Adam and Sergio can see this. I'm a pretty big comic fanboy. Um, I have Invincible and a poster of Invincible here, and then Batman and Joker here, and then a bunch of comics just lined up that whole wall. And he has a lot more, but they're below the desk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so hello, everyone. My name is Adam Side. I'm a senior at UC San Diego. I'm studying cognitive science with a specialization in design and interaction. I am actually from Malaysia, so from this little city called Kuala Lumpur. And at DesignCo, I currently hold two different positions. So like Varun, I'm a web developer as well. Nice. I'm, yeah, so as a web developer, I work on developing DesignCo's main website as requested from our talented visual and brand designers. And as a industry relations coordinator, which is my second role, uh, we basically form partnerships with people in the industry so that we could have awesome guest speakers at our events. Uh, oh, yeah. And I guess one fun fact about me is that uh, since I'm from Malaysia, I actually represent my country in fencing and I was uh, selected to compete in the Olympic qualifiers last year. Yeah. Whoa, what the <laughs> heck? That's crazy. <laughs> OK, well, before we get started, I am curious. I want to know, like, what Design Co is i vaguely know but like what does it represent like what does it do <laughs> me all the details <laughs> that's, that's a very good question yeah so uh design co so what we are is we are a pre-professional student organization uh at ucsd so what we do is we bridge the gap between designers and the industry so there are some mm -hmm. things that you don't learn during class that would actually help you for uh, working out out in the field, right, right. So our yeah, and so our mission is to cultivate a space that fosters opportunity and growth as an inclusive community of designers, because we know that design in general, the term is pretty vague, pretty broad, and so we we try to create this this community between all different facets of design. And uh, you may be wondering why co. Uh, co can, uh, for us, it means a lot of words. It can mean community. It can mean collective. It can mean co collaboration. So it's everything that we stand for. Uh, we believe that fostering an inclusive design community means collaborating with others and growing with everyone. That's super cool. And a question about that. When you guys say design, um, is there a specific like sector of design that you guys try to target, or is it kind of open? It's pretty open. Uh Majority of us are UI, UX, uh, research, engine, uh, re research, design. Uh, others are into visual design. Uh, for example, here, Adam, Adam does web development. So uh, web design is another facet. There's visual design and mm -hmm. product designers as well. So that also goes into the different types of workshops that we try to go for, where we, main, we mainly try to work with, with the workshops that... Um, for like beginners to get you into the industry as well as helping with portfolio designs. Yeah. And I guess for those that don't know what Flux is, um, well, first of all, they're the ones in kind of charge of this podcast, but a more formal <laughs> um, definition would be that we, um, the club itself stands for future leaders of UX or user experience. Um, so from that, you can kind of infer that we are focused on user experience design but really, we consider ourselves a community of designers, thinkers, and innovators that are invested in the cross-section of design and technology. Um, and we host a variety of events throughout the year. Um, and these can include employer talks and alumni talks in many in similar way to design co where you have to try to bridge that gap between mm -hmm. um, the professional world and the, I guess, educational institutions. Um, but we also host just a 
ton of workshops as well as a few design competitions. And I guess this is a big part of what we're known for here at SCAD. Um, we host Startup, which is a week-long design competition. Um, and we also have Fluxathon, which is a 24-hour one. For sure. I mean, honestly, the the description that we both gave of our clubs, the thing that stands out to me the most is like art school, quote unquote, versus non-art school. <laughs> and I think that's what that's like a big differentiator among other things between our two clubs is like, I mean, SCAT is called an art school, but I wouldn't really necessarily call it that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in, in knowing what a art school uh, like fits under, like what, what is a art school in general? Well, one of my professors once told me that we're not, we should be SCD, Savannah College of Design, not CAD because no one does art here anymore. It's just design. Um, and I think that's like kind of true. I mean, it's like, what, what's your definition of art versus design and where's the cross section? Because mm-hmm. like, we don't even have a painting major anymore. We don't really have those traditional mediums anymore. Or if we do, at least not as much. Out. Yeah, not as much. Yeah. So to me, it's like a design school, I guess. I don't know. What do you think, Varun? I, I, I do think there's parts of it that are still art that is left. I guess it gets a little tricky, um, mm-hmm. especially with the blurred section between like art and design. Um, this is a kind of a tangent, but I'm taking um, a philosophy of art class right now, like an aesthetics class. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like... It, it it's just weird like that whole everything about like it's definitely a highbrow subject it's like defining art and all that sort of stuff like humanities can be considered highbrow in many ways but philosophy definitely gets into that category where um people think it's hard or like you're not really talking about important topics but with art being so prevalent in our lives it's kind of important to define it and like understand what makes us make art special mm-hmm. um so in that class, like I before that, I was pretty harsh on calling myself a designer. Um, but now I'm, I'm kind of loosening up to that the, the fact that I might be an artist. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of subjectivity to design because, like to me, design is solving problems in a visual way. So that intersection between arts and design can definitely help someone a designer in in their careers for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting from something that both of you guys kind of said, you guys are a cognitive science majors with a specialization in i think it was design and interaction correct me if i'm incorrect um yep that's right but what's interesting or jumps out immediately about that is that at the end of the day you guys kind of start off with cognitive science and then move into design mm-hmm. whereas here where where user experience design majors it is what like we're studying design formally i guess um and i'd love to hear a little bit about like what does it mean to be a cognitive science major i was going to say that same thing what is cognitive design for those who or cognitive science for those who don't know (laughs) Um, yeah good question um so as in i mean the the question is like not a a non-art school right so ucsd being a research school and just being a part of the uc system we Mm -hmm. have uh prerequisites we have requisites for other for other classes and so for cognitive science and cognitive science in itself is Basically, it, it speaks for itself. It's the science of cognition. So dealing with the uh, uh, perception, sensations of what cognition is. Like, what does it mean to, you know, uh, be not necessarily alive, but what defines being, you know, perceptive, being hmm. uh, being uh, just knowing, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, at least for me and Adam, we're, we're both cognitive science majors. And so... Uh, because it's multidisciplinary, we have to take a bunch of other classes that aren't necessarily about design, but they're about human cognition. They're about how mm. people react to the world. And I think that's how it fits with design in itself is uh, finding out how people react to their environment mm. and how that helps with designers into how you're going to be able to answer uh, the problems that they may face in something like visually through a website or um, some other classes in cognitive science and in design. We have a design minor um, where we also try to redesign objects, physical objects, and that fits under product design. I remember my first class uh, of cognitive science. They define cognitive science as this 
interdisciplinary study of the mind. And if you kind of think about it, the way we approach design or user experience design is all surrounding this whole idea of how can we make someone's experience better, right? You can kind of look at it in a way that, oh yeah, if we affect somehow how someone thinks in one way or another, we can kind of improve their experience. So I guess this cognitive science mm. acts as an umbrella to understanding the whole experience. Yeah. I have two questions for you guys. <laughs> First of all, I think the prerequisites for a lot of our classes are going to be wildly different. I'm curious what prerequisites you guys had to take. Um, and second of all, were you guys into design or art or, you know, visual things when you were like before college or is this kind of something that's onset later on? So for the first question, uh, <laughs> prerequisites. Uh, so I am a transfer student. So I transferred from community college to UCSD mm. and my, my major at that time was computer science. So my background is in programming and there weren't any design classes. There weren't anything mm -hmm. related to cognitive science, which were like prerequisites, the, the lower division classes at UCSD. So majority of our classes, uh, apart from like, you know, English writing or the simple other electives, like, I don't know, cinema or a new language, we are, we also have to take STEM classes. So I don't know if, if uh, over in SCAD, you have to take uh, STEM at all, not a single <laughs> class of STEM, uh, at least for me in community college, in order to transfer, I needed to take at least uh, two semesters worth of two different type of natural sciences. So chemistry and biology for me. And I know others who took physics who are like, okay, <laughs> that is so interesting into going into the, into that department. Yeah. Um, Before you move on to the second question, I guess, um, I can I can talk a little bit about SCAD with you. <laughs> Seem to be interested yeah, I, in what like, are how how um, could you not not take math, <laughs> dude? It's way um, different here. Way okay, so different. Actually, it's crazy. Like, so I think all universities like have a base requirement of like some math and English requirements mm. um, that everyone has to take um, just to be like considered a degree. SCAD is the bare minimums required to like count as a degree certifying university. Uh, so we have like low level math and Englishes, but like it's 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 ridiculously easy. Um, in the large scheme of things, it's like I guess it's just really um, high school math just taken high school. one step harder, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but interestingly, within the UX department, um, they they make us take more math. Um, but again, it's it's not particularly challenging, and the way that they've done it is, I think the hope was that uh, it would help us talk better with um the programmers but really the classes just ended up being like one of those classes that you take and don't really learn much from and then even on top of that yeah they're just pretty simple in that case um so nothing intense but outside of that in terms of what we do in art school that's like our freshman level classes we do a lot of like basic design and drawing classes so um there's a lot of people that get intimidated by that because ux doesn't necessarily require you to be great at visual design or even like just to know how to draw really right and i was one of those people i can't draw like for my life um but if you put in effort you can learn to draw and it's not that it's not the end of the world it's definitely it's just it's just one of those things where you're just building a skill that may help you as a designer in a different way um like the same thing for you guys like if you guys are taking natural sciences then maybe you can connect that in some way with your design work in the same way that we might be able to use drawing to communicate our ideas better yeah, uh, two things I wanted to add to that is that um, with with cognitive science in general being interdisciplinary, that also means that there's other specializations. So yeah. I mentioned that we're in design and interaction, me and Adam, uh, but there's other stuff like cognitive psychology. There's machine learning. Uh, what are the other ones? There's which is like data science. And... There's neuroscience. There's clinical aspects of psychology and all that. And um, then there's like an education a track. Yeah. So a lot of those uh, disciplines, a lot of those specializations require those math, those math courses, those uh, higher step mm -hmm. courses. Um, but uh, I agree with Varun about uh, how these different subjects like in STEM or another 
designers who go into different projects to different industries, uh, having at least some form of what is going on with with that field uh, will help us kind of get into get into the mindset of how do you design for a doctor? How do you design for an engineer? Or how do you design for a regular uh, internet user? I think I think it helps you discover a lot of different uh, fields that you might be interested in the future because design mm. is just so wide. Mm. Something I want to also bring up, actually, actually, there's a second question that Nico asked, so I'm going to let that happen <laughs> first. Yeah. Uh, what was the second question? It's uh, so long ago. <laughs> were you interested in like design or visuals uh, yes. or art when you were younger? So, uh, yeah, um, going back into the whole CS thing, uh, I, w- I was a programmer, not, not much of a designer. I'm not like, like Varun again. I'm not, I, I can't really draw at all, <laughs> like zero drawing experience. So uh, I got into design once I uh, moved over, switched over to cognitive science and uh, having that specialization mm-hmm. uh, was there. That's when I kind of like delved into the world of UX, UI. Yeah, I, I think I had something similar as well because I wanted to move towards autonomous vehicles. I was really, really, really interested in that space of AI and all that. Nice. So I started learning. I bought a, a book called C for Dummies. I started learning how to code. And later on, later on in life, <laughs> I, I started learning about app development. And I was like, wait a minute, before someone makes an app, they got to know how to design the app. And that's when I started uh, taking courses online. And yeah, this was actually around high school, two years before college. And mm. I, was, I was so glad to find out about the cognitive science program at UCSD. What about you, Varun? Were you into art and visuals before SCAD? I feel like I don't know that answer. Um, so I think I have a relatively similar story to both Adam and Sergio, um, and probably more similar to Adam. But I wanted to be an architect for most of my life, but that was like, what the path I was kind of set on. So I guess there is a art influence there. Um, I used to play a ton of Minecraft. I love building in Minecraft. But um, <laughs> in high school, I started, like, I've always been more technical. It was never my in my strengths to be, I guess, creative or quote unquote creative because creativity could mean a lot of things. But as I started kind of distancing myself from architecture, my dad <laughs> being in tech himself kind of was trying to push me towards programming. And he, I think he was his goal was to make me go into computer science. But that I guess that backfired on him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I started going to a lot of hackathons in high school. Um, one of the big ones I went to was like Hack the North. It's like held at the University of Waterloo in Canada. Um, and I started discovering design through that. Um, and then by the end of high school, I was really confident that I wanted to be a UX designer. You guys should see Varun go into our typography class and talk about architecture like <laughs> just flows so smooth. His architecture brain just turns on. I'm curious also how difficult quotation yes, question that was my question is your discipline you know because at least as scad certain majors are known for being like difficult quote unquote because it's all you know just opinion so and then also there's like I, I was also curious about this question because I guess art schools get not not all <laughs> art schools but art schools have a um, association with being easier. Um, although I don't think that's fully true. I think they're very different. I don't know um, where that comes from. <laughs> in the way that they are difficult, but I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder too what, what the idea is behind what it means to be, to be difficult. Maybe it's just subjective with, you know, what is considered difficult. Maybe like applying for art school is different. I don't know. But at least for me, uh, difficulty wise, um, so there's the cognitive science classes, right? And and those are neuroscience based. Those are cognitive psychology based. So we're we're learning about the the people. So depending on if it's like a behavioral science, like cognitive psychology, they're a bit more easier. They're a bit more less. Abs- uh, they're more abstract concepts of people and behavior and and that stuff. And then once you go into like the neuroscience type of classes that we have to take, we learn about action potentials and what causes the like a bunch of like very nitty-gritty uh, this goes on in the brain kind of stuff and that is mainly like memorizing definitions and terms and a lot of mm. people hate that a lot of people dislike taking those types of tests and th- there's this infamous class that makes us do this online uh lab it's a web app and it and it's used to simulate action potentials through 
like myelinated sheets or whatnot. But essentially, everybody hates that web app. Everyone always has nightmares basically talking about that class. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the class. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like an outlier in in that in that position. Uh, I but I have not taken that class, so maybe I'm taking it, next, it yet? next quarter. But See, <laughs> can't at, wait Adam, for it. <laughs> Adam knows exactly what class I'm talking about without even like referring to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a question. You guys mentioned quarters. You guys also do the quarter system. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. We, we okay. Yes. Interesting, because not a lot of schools do. So whenever I hear it, I'm always like, most schools do quarters, Farun. No, I swear they do semesters. Mm-mm. And we 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 do quarters, but it's trimester. Yeah, same here. It's no, true. It's not trimester. Yeah. yeah. There's three. It's it's three. Like, summer also. Oh, I before. guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so summer is so. the the fourth quarter. Yeah. But right. it's like ten. It's 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 five weeks compared to ten weeks. It's like oh god. Very, <laughs> do you have five five week uh, some uh, summer? No. <laughs> okay, this might be a Canadian thing because everything back home is 15 weeks, and I thought that was like normal until oh. I came to SCAD. So I see. Yeah, to- I guess it's totally a. Yeah, we do try semester like try try semesters back home, like where the summer is the third one instead of the. Yeah, UCSD is the only uh, quarter system. Everyone else is semester, I believe. UCSD and and UCLA are quarter systems. UCLA. I know Berkeley runs on semester system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it, it's. Definitely a a big difference uh, in community college. Their semester systems and going from semester to quarter system, completely different. It, there's no syllabus day. You just go straight into lectures, right? And oh. the fun, fun. But uh, going back to the question, <laughs> uh, actual design classes in for uh, UCSD. I honestly think that they're they're majority project based. So we do a, a team team based project working on the portfolio, working on example case studies. I feel like that is way less stress, at least for me, compared to something that is like mm-hmm. a, a weekly test, weekly mm-hmm. quizzes, and then you have a midterm, and then you know you have to study for a, for a final at the end. So like being on top of those stuff is like, it's, it's a bit different. Uh, it's a different type of difficulty compared to something like a project-based Mm-hmm. Where you can hit the milestones, you can hit the milestones earlier than than the actual due date, and then you can like you can be free for the next week. So I I find mm-hmm. it different. Uh, how about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, you covered a lot of the points. I definitely agree with how projects where you can work on your own timeline. Well, not really working your own timeline, but how everything is set. Uh, like the date and all that makes it a lot easier for you to progress from week to week. And uh, yeah, honestly, for me, I prefer doing projects instead of memorizing concepts and testing it out on exams. I'm just not that kind of guy. <laughs> Which I will say that uh, going to Zoom, uh, I, I took all of those classes that I needed to memorize terms because all those <laughs> classes turn into open book, open resource tests. And oh my so, god so like like <laughs> that that difficult neuroscience class that everyone else is taking in person i like took it online <laughs> open book perfect get it out of the way that is the perfect <laughs> loophole to, yeah. i love that yeah yeah so i got rid of all those neuroscience classes so i'm like i'm i'm done i'm good i'll be coasting for the, for the next year that's funny mm-hmm. i'm curious do you guys write like papers a lot and stuff it sounds like you guys do a lot of no yeah no i think i've only written like three papers since i've been here oh okay and they're from a for a required writing course for the different college in uh ucsd has multiple colleges i don't know if that makes sense but uh each one has their own required writing course and the one i'm in has is like the most difficult one Mm -hmm. because of how intense it is I was, I was going to add that there are some um, upper division courses where you have to write papers. For example, I took this course called uh, Cyborgs Now and in the Future, where you've <laughs> got to write about how your body and other physical objects in the world are an extension of your body. And there's just a lot of essay writing that goes into it. Mm. I, I haven't taken that class. Uh, I yeah. think I'm taking it next quarter. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> cyborgs now and in the future that's what it's called mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep that's yeah. a great name yeah. <laughs> i love that I, th- I think a big part of like the 
the lack of difficulty or the lack of association that art schools get with difficulty is because they don't have the exam slash quiz pressure. Um, like, not that we have a, I think all our classes here at Scatter split up into like studio versus lectures. And the lectures are typically like general ed lectures rather than, I guess, uh, major specific classes. Mm -hmm. So like those are the ones that we have like exams and stuff on. And I, I wouldn't call them the mo most difficult exams either. But then we have our studio classes where it's all just project based and oftentimes group projects. And that's a different type of stress and a different type of um, mind needed to get the work done in those cases. So I just think, I think the diff association with difficulty is more about the exam based and rather than what you're actually outputting. Um, because you might learn the same amount of stuff just in a different way you're being tested in a different way. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, with the group project based, it, it almost always comes down to your group members and how you coordinate and how you go through with finishing the projects. I have mm -hmm. luckily been able to get like good, like, we get randomized into group members, into into teams, and so far I've had the the most luck in having like really good uh, team members because I've heard of of nightmare stories of like oh I don't get a response back they're they're ghosting me for mm -hmm. up until the last day and then they message us saying oh um, I've been AFK you know where are we at in the project. <laughs> you know stuff like that i'm like uh yeah hopefully that doesn't happen uh you know knock on wood and all that you really haven't had any experience like that yet no i haven't and i've Dang. done at least five, <laughs> i've done at least That's... five projects and and uh, at all times it's it's been pretty like for example like i, I mentioned mm -hmm. that i uh, uh i have a a project base for this quarter and we have a project due on friday and i just turned it in this sunday Mm -hmm. Because we were just like, hey, let, let's just collaborate, get it over with. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, that's perfect. If I didn't get a message back, then I'd be like stressing out, right? <laughs> but but luckily I got the message back and I got the Zoom call through. That's awesome. Do either of you have any any of those those stories? Have you ever had any bad collabs? <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to share that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should not just so we don't <laughs> accidentally yeah. say something we don't for sure. <laughs> but we I'll can say just cut yes. it out later. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I just won't give specific examples either. But yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's definitely possible, and it's like all most of our classes within our degree are group based, if not all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all our major classes are. Like anything yeah. that's related to UX itself is it's a it's a ten week long project yep. with the same group. Yep, mm -hmm. and okay. um, can be randomized. Can be you, you can choose. Sometimes it's you can kind of choose. Sometimes it's like you're assigned to a topic and people can choose to be with you. So it's like luck of the draw, right? And, yeah, uh, for ten weeks. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I feel like it's a learning experience. Like I yeah like. Mm -hmm. You know, in one way, you don't want to be in that position, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it, it's bound to happen, so might as well, mm -hmm. you know, like, learn, right? Totally. Um, okay, well, another huge difference, I think, we'll, we'll find out, but between our, our two clubs and specifically our two colleges is uh, one is on the West Coast and the other is on the East Coast. We're both near the coast, but of two That's completely funny. different oceans. <laughs> um, what is it like living in California? Have Varun, have you been to California? Because I haven't. Never. You never. haven't? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been there, but I've not lived there. So what's, what's like? your what, what's your what's your first take Be, before we 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 prime you <laughs> yeah, with, with, with uh, I like oh, to know no. what was your first impressions of California. <sighs> like the first time I visited, or like the most memorable experience. Let's go with let's go with first take, uh, that that initial flash of of like California sun or or overcast, whichever, mm. <laughs> whichever was <laughs> the one. I I don't know. There is there's some memories that are not like amazing, but <laughs> I think it's it's a pretty cool place. I I think it's a place I would like to live. However, there's a lot of people there. And there's continuing to be a lot of people there and it's getting kind of crazy. 
um, and they have a lot of wildfires, which I'm used to in Colorado. So uh, not super negative, not super crazy positive, if that's a good enough answer. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So, so what, what is the first what is the first memory of of California that, that you remember? And I can remember um, where in California, actually. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I've been to San Fran. Mm-hmm. I've been to San Diego, Los Angeles, and then like, you know, the in-betweens. And I liked San Francisco the most, but I was also super young. And so I didn't really know what was happening. And my first memory was probably Al- Alcatraz. But I hated boats. So like getting there was like so scary. But once I was there, I was like, this is pretty crazy. Because I like history and stuff. So that's my first memory. Would you would you say like from your experience, you yeah. like the city vibe more or the suburban vibe? Like personally or like in California? Let's go to California for a since we're there. <laughs> California? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think I really spent much time like outside of the... The main cities when I was in, when I was in or around San Diego, we kind of were like it always kind of feels like a city to me, you know, and it's because mm-hmm. wherever you are, there's usually a city really close to you, like a big city. Like Los Angeles is a huge city with a lot of people. You're always kind of close to it. I don't know. That's yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Like L.A. is about, I don't know, an hour and a half or two hours hour away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Depending on traffic, of course. Because oh yeah, we gotta count that in. Yeah, gotta... <laughs> isn't California traffic terrible? Like absolutely terrible. Um, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I always I always try to go not on peak times to wherever I'm going, and I'm like I'm pretty good at it. So we we rarely hit traffic the way that you know someone on on Instagram would post. Oh hey, look at me! I'm I'm I've been here stalled on the same spot for an hour. <laughs> What? Oh my god! Yeah, or, or something like that, or right, or people are like out, outside the cars talking to each other from different cars, like you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing going. But I've never experienced that really. But I do, I do know about there being traffic. There is traffic, almost every freeway from San Diego to LA has some form of traffic. Wait, do you consider California drivers good drivers? That's a very sweeping generalization. I, I, I'll, I'll let Adam answer first. I, w- I want to hear Adam's answer. <laughs> well, I've only been here a couple of years, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I want I want to I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I've been so far, there hasn't been that much of an issue. Uh, my friends drive me everywhere, so <laughs> some of the, some of them are that's pretty like... wild. Wild as in, what do you mean by wild? <laughs> let's let's say young and reckless. Okay. <laughs> let's not let's not incriminate anyone here. <laughs> young and reckless. I love that. Like forty miles over the speed limit. Wild. Uh, or like, well, that's one example. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's pretty average. Um, I think it's all right because I I can't compare really to any other mm. state, but I think it's fine. Uh, what about you, Sergio? Um, well, uh, one word we have fast lanes, right? That's that's uh, a thing. Uh, that's basically a California thing. We have mm-hmm. fast, uh, fast lanes that everyone just just uses for, you know, going as fast as you can. Um, <laughs> but me as a San Diego uh, native, I've uh, experienced a lot of different areas. So like, I can't even consider my hometown like a suburban area. It's it, it is a city, but it's one of like higher population. But it's still like in the outskirts away from San Diego. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I can consider them safer drivers than the actual city. Like mm-hmm. once you get to downtown, uh, it's it's wild. Uh, or something somewhere like in L.A. where mm-hmm. I've, I've driven in or San Francisco. It's it's completely different mindset that drivers have. And it's very interesting to see the different types of decision making the different types of errors that city drivers make compared to something that is further away like in suburban areas or or further out one thing i will i will call out is that i live on a i live on an intersection i live near Mm -hmm. an intersection of stop signs and okay like i moved down to to the san diego area here near ucsd and it's a lot of it's a lot of college students i understand that young and reckless those stop signs are <laughs> are not respected 
whatsoever oh, by, them and, out. by anyone and so I, I walk a lot because there's a dog park across the street and so mm. you know walking there and just 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 noticing them just like casually rolling the stoplight the, the stop sign like okay wow it's it's a thing for this it's like yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny it's, it's so interesting it's so interesting seeing the different the different uh types of drivers i will say so every quarter every trimester i don't know whatever what every time i come to savannah from colorado you get to see middle america and the different driving styles and i will <laughs> i'll definitely say that the farther east you go the worse it gets in my opinion but that's you know that's subjective but definitely when you cross over from like kansas it just turns into like chaos or like you know <laughs> it's wild and then when you get to savannah it's like people will literally just be driving around with like their phone just like literally just looking at their phone they don't even care i'm like how can you even see what you're doing like what's happening right now it's insane and Vru Vru knows what i'm talking about because i drive him sometimes it's wild absolutely I, have you have you all seen like people driving with their headphones on oh all in savannah yeah most people oh wow that's so hard. Like, how do you drive with that? Like, you have a speaker anyways in the car. Right. Like, And, and, and the, the whole car serves as a headphone. I mean, you're, you're enclosed <laughs> with the speakers. Maybe everyone's speakers are broken. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Over in the East Coast. Yeah, everyone's speakers in the East Coast are uh, broken. It's just something in the air. <laughs> the, the, the car models in, yeah, in, right. in the East Coast. They all like, fail in the East Coast. We, we, we save money by not giving them speakers. They have headphones anyways. No, it's crazy. The amount of times I get cut off daily, the amount of times that like people are just riding between two lanes and they're just not even paying attention you're just like and the roads are like crazy potholes do you guys have a lot of potholes in california <laughs> at least in the main city there's yeah. definitely a lot of potholes yeah, yeah there yeah. is that's just the yeah, city thing there's though. potholes yeah, <laughs> yeah i think and there's parts of savannah that have like cobblestone streets which doesn't help mm. like it, savannah's a historical city so like yeah, yeah. to be fair um we're still living in the 1800s but um we're literally living in a building from 1920, <laughs> or maybe even earlier. I don't know. Uh, like, how many streets are are cobblestone? Like drivable streets? Yeah, they're they're drivable, but they're they're closer to downtown and like toward yeah. more residential areas. Um, but a lot of like even the streets that are not one way. They have a lot of potholes, and then they're either a lot of streets are one ways here. Like it's it's mm -hmm. really like it, it's really grid like it's the grid system going like gone insane. It's just one ways all the time but it's okay i yeah. don't drive here so mm -hmm. yeah just me <laughs> <laughs> lucky, lucky you right yeah yeah the cobblestones are near the river usually and then it gets newer yeah okay yeah yeah i know that uh san diego uh downtown in what's called the gas lamp district or the gas lamp uh that is brick it has brick uh mm -hmm. brick ground for uh, a good couple of blocks yeah. yeah. No potholes there, um, but that, it is brick. There you go. Mm -hmm. Maybe we all need brick streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something I'm also very curious about in terms of like California versus Savannah, um, and I'll talk a little bit about Savannah, but it's like, um, what is like the culture or like the lifestyle? Because like every time I see some like some university student from California, I feel like they're <laughs> they're like they're just try they're, they're just all tryhards like and I, I don't and it's what? not that i don't mean <laughs> i mean that with all the respect like like i, I try hard i guess I, i'll say that but like um like everyone in california just seems to be like like at 100 all the time um i think savannah's a little bit more laid back even though like not that people don't care here it's just i feel culturally they they're not they're so different in like style I thought you were going to say they, like, are, like, surfers or, like, they like to do, like, you know, like... <laughs> we do this all the time, guys. It's, yeah. It's I might be time. talking about tech. I'm, I might be talking about tech specifically. Yeah. Like, tech... Tech, tech specific. Like, tech university students or, like, yeah. design university students. They just seem to be, like, going off. Have you have you seen that more in the northern California area, southern <laughs> California? Because, I mean... I mean, in NorCal, there's Silicon Valley, and you know everyone's trying to pump out their idea to launch another billion-dollar startup or something. That's that's so funny you say that, Adam, because I went to San Francisco 
last year. It was right before COVID hit. We went over and we hung out with a friend from uh, Palo Alto. And she, she's also from San Diego, but she's over there uh, as a student. And they apparently North California finds us Southern Californians weird because we're, we, we, we take our time on things like interesting they they walk fast they, they walk faster over there they just they, they do everything like quickly everything has to be like done and then and so when me and and my significant other we went over to san francisco uh apparently we were hearing comments about like oh wow you guys are like so from south california like what, what does that mean like what am i doing wrong or right i, I mean you guys walk um, really slow like they consume media at 1.5 speed and it's like that's it <laughs> that's right like how is south cal i guess like i know you guys addressed north cal but um it's it's how different is san diego and south california because actually I'm not, I'm not sure how much i'm allowed to disclose but i might be moving to san diego next year so i'm curious oh i can yeah. i can give like my perspective like coming from a different country uh so i mean socal to me i've mainly been in san diego throughout my entire like u.s life and i'd say and i've been to san francisco la uh new york as well but it's it's further up but uh i'd say i'd say that san diego is a really chill place to live like there's not too much going on if you're living in uh the living in la jolla which is where ucsd is at and if you want to go to to downtown is about a 15 minute drive. If you want to hit to the beach from La Jolla, it's about five minute drive. So it's really accessible anywhere you want to go. And also the, the tech companies are kind of in your pro proximity is pretty close. So I'd say it's a really nice place to like settle and relax. Uh, like another comparable place would be Seattle, but I know Seattle rains a lot. Mm. Uh, so I'd say San Diego is like Seattle, but without the rain, maybe. But yeah, that's how I would describe, describe San Diego. There's a huge car culture in San Diego, especially La Jolla, right? Not necessarily. Maybe compared no? to like compared to like Los Angeles, where every street is like five lanes long, and it's just cars everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, La Jolla, I mean, the grid system in downtown, of course, all cars. Uh, La Jolla itself, I, th I think it's like 50-50. There, mm. There's just like it's not necessarily a grid system because it's so f it's it, they're not actual blocks. They're like very thin blocks, and so there's a lot of sidewalks to walk through. Yeah, I did not know what a grid system was. I, I thought we were talking about design right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about grids. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think, Varun, I think we hit all of our talking points besides the club retrospective. Am I missing something? Did you guys get any questions? We did get two questions. Oh. The same person. But they were very, uh, <laughs> they were sort of related towards Design Co. Maybe we can broaden it up. No, let's see. Let's see what the question is. Maybe it applies to both. Yeah. Can we do design competitions? I think that it would be fun like every month or every quarter. Maybe we can talk about uh, design comps that are coming up, maybe. Uh, and mm -hmm. the second second part says, uh, what events are we doing this quarter? What's planned for the year? So it's more of like a shout out kind of thing for for events. Yeah. Well, what events are you doing this quarter, this year? I'm, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have right here a couple of flyers from. Oh my! We, we did some tabling <laughs> for last week. It was it's called Library Walk, and it's student orgs do their thing with the tabling and trying to recruit. So this is one of the designs. Oh yeah, the like flyers. That. Shout that out, nice. so cute. Uh, shout out to our our designers. This was made as a part of the org, right? Uh, what do we have? We have our kickoff event on Wednesday. Uh, so we will be doing a little bit of a couple of workshops, a couple of intro to what exactly UI, UX are and mm. UX research and all that good stuff. I think the most important one is, of course, is we're having an ice skating panel, ice skating panel, ice skating social, even more fun. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually going to be socializing more than panelizing. 
but for the most part, we'll be uh, focusing on the workshops for uh, resume building and portfolio mm -hmm. building for uh, later on in the day. So yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. How do you guys do that? Do you guys do that hybrid or in person now? So like the plan currently is uh, everything's virtual, but once we get kind of the green light from the university, we'll probably transition to in person. So like fully on person, in person? That that would be ideal, the ideal yeah. case. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we already have some classes in person. So just waiting Wait, you for- guys aren't you guys aren't fully on ground yet? Um, so what happened was we were going to go full steam, 100% uh, uh -huh. in person, but then like two weeks before before classes started, um, they sent out an email saying, okay, we're going hybrid. So it depended on the, on the professor, uh, mm. if, if they wanted to go hybrid or through zoom or just in person. And so each professor decided one way or, or another, a majority have done hybrid, which is amazing yeah. that they do that. And others are like, nope, in person, come in here in this, uh, badly ventilated classroom and <laughs> let's talk about lectures. <laughs> but uh yeah we're, we're just waiting on the go-ahead for in in a couple of weeks if if uh in person is is still good yeah yeah but either way ice skating will be in person so of <laughs> we'll, meet, we'll meet people <laughs> yeah that's an awesome event i'd love to see that done virtually actually <laughs> yeah, yeah right. honestly yeah there, there's not that many ice skating rinks for people to go to <laughs> to stay uh socially distant did they have ice skating in Club Penguin? Maybe that's how you do it virtually. <laughs> Club, Penguin. Club Penguin? Meet up with the friends. Is Club Penguin's still alive? I... Club Penguin is, is still alive, yeah. I don't think so. Club Penguin's yeah, not. They, they got, they got, they got bought, bought by uh, Disney, didn't they? Oh, oh. I didn't know that. Hmm. Oh. What was the first question? Oh, design competitions. Do you guys do those at all currently? We've had one uh, in 20... Not mistaken, this twenty right before the pandemic uh, hit. Mm, yeah, uh, with we did a partnered event with Intuit, where Ooh. we had a finance um, focus hack designathon. Mm -hmm. So that was in twenty nineteen. We're trying to host more, well, in this virtual setting if possible. But we're still looking to partner with some companies. Do you guys interact with any Intuit employees? Just curious, like, cause I know there's a San Diego campus. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, they actually come out to our events a lot. That's how that's how we're for forming partnerships with them. I think it's really helpful that they're close by. Uh, for example, like we are in touch with Sony as well. They have a office nearby. Uh, but yeah. So, do you have any events planned as far as hackathons? Well, tell us more about your your. Uh, is it a hackathon or is it a designathon? And is there a difference? We call it like, we call it like design sprint competitions, mm -hmm. I guess. Like, it, it's tricky. Um, I guess they're not hackathons in the sense that very few of us actually code here at SCAD. So there's very rarely, or I've actually, I don't think I've ever seen a coded implementation. Like we might do some physical computing related stuff. I've but... seen, a, I've seen one or two, uh, like one person builds like a super rough coded prototype, but not often. Yeah. That was kind of digressing from the question itself. Um, in terms of co design competitions, we host two things, uh, and I mentioned them at the beginning. Um, Fluxathon, which is our one-day um, shorter design competition, which is a little bit more casual, a little bit just more for fun. And then we have Startup, which is our like headline event of every year. Um, we're going to have it again this year. And last year, we had up to $40,000 in prizes. This year it's going to be a little bit crazier. Um, I'm I'm guessing because we always go a little bit bigger every year. Um, guessing and a little pressure, <laughs> an extra dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, startup is a week long design competition, but we do incorporate a little bit of business. It's it's not as I guess for, um casual as Fluxcon, and it goes in a a little bit harder. Um, where you need to do like the business model stuff and stuff like that, but. Because this question was asked and you guys were being asked whether or not UCSD will be holding a design competition soon, um, I would say stay tuned um, for both for both universities. And I, I just want to ask like a quick question uh, because you mentioned that there is like little to no programming. Do, are there programming courses that are either like required or any of that or is it more of an elective kind of thing? 
Yeah, they're all required, but whether or not you practice or retain that knowledge is up to the person, I would say. I, I can talk, because I, I, I love to code. Um, so a lot of the classes, like the ones that are, like the US classes that are integrated with code, they're physical computing. So it's not like, it's like Arduino, Raspberry Pi, that sort of a deal. Oh, interesting. Um, just so that we create products that have like a digital component to it too. Um, but then we have like two tracks that you can take just to like learn extra code. One's the physical computing track and then one's the regular programming track. I did like a hybrid where I did the, I think the low, I did the low level of both instead of like going from low to high. Um, in our low level programming class, they teach processing, which is, nice. um, I, it's not, it's a good language, but it, it has a specific purpose, um, which is for like creative, like exploration or like art, artist work, um, rather than, I guess, wide scale application. Um, and then physical computing Arduino. And then we learn, I guess, I think Arduino is based off of Java or something. So there's a lot of physical products that you develop as well, huh? Not just digital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's a big emphasis that we have like here where like, they don't want it to just be app design or website design. Um, they're, they're look they're really focused on like interaction with, um, products, but like digital products or like, um, hardware, like, I guess, like computer based products. I guess because UX is like kind of the spinoff of HCI. So I guess that human computer interaction is a big part of our focus. That's definitely we have something in common. We have HCI courses and uh, our, our, de our design philosophy, uh, human computer, human centered design. That's what I, that's what I meant to say. Human centered design. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of, a lot of the, the early design classes uh, deal with outside of like yeah. um, doing visual website stuff. Or do you guys want to get into hot takes? Uh, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're, we're, sure. we're having fun. We're enjoying ourselves. You're down to ruffle some feathers. Let's do it. <laughs> only, only a couple, only a couple. Only a couple. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we can cut some out, right? No, <laughs> no, we can't cut this part out. No. We, <laughs> ha we have a few fun ones also, like a few goofy ones. Well, okay, well, the first one we always ask, and I'm really curious what you guys have to say, Mac or PC? We'll start with you, Sergio. PC. And why? Uh, I've just grown, <laughs> I, was, I was grown with it the whole time. And so mm -hmm. um, uh, coming from, okay, this, this is weird. Uh, coming from a low-income family, it's, it's mainly PC, right? And the whole idea of Mac never stuck out to me. And so like this, I don't want to say gravitas, but the, the, <laughs> this cult of personality that a lot of companies take, I, I don't really, I don't really get the sales pitch. So PC it is, Linux, let's go. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm a Mac person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still friends though. Internal conflict. Fine. We are, we are, <laughs> we are friends. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I use a Mac, but I still use an Android phone. So there's the, you know, two sides of it <laughs> when I'm okay. So the reason why I like using a Mac is cause I love the operating system. I think it just does a good job in making me productive. Um, the, just the whole ecosystem seems so coherent and yeah, that's, that's why I think Apple does a great job there, but, but windows, why do you is, use Android? Yeah. Uh, Android because, well, well, I'm a developer, right? And there's a lot of developing things I can do on Android in comparison to iPhones. But fair. Yeah. yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, okay. Here's a new one that we haven't asked. I have no idea why we haven't asked this before, but Pepsi or Coke or Coca-Cola. <laughs> Wait, what is your answer for <laughs> I'm going to guess Pepsi. So. It is oh. Pepsi, and then um, I'm gonna throw like a little wild card. Um, like India has like a variant of cola called Thumbs Up, um, which is like even <laughs> sweeter, like just a little bit. I, I I don't know if it's sweeter or if they're using a different kind of sugar, but that's pretty good too. Mm. Um, so it has to be either or of one of those. It's like Mexican Coca Cola, like actual. I, sugar. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what what's the difference exactly, but I know it tastes a little bit like sweeter. 
I, I, yeah. Maybe but more I, sugar? I don't know. At least Mexican, Mexican uh, Coca-Cola uses sugar cane mm-hmm. as their uh, actual sugar. So, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. has that, Interesting. That sweetness. I yeah, feel I like, Varun, I heard one time that somehow the secret Coca-Cola f- recipe made its way to India and then they got, like, sued. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Insider no, information? No, like, it's like a whole. It's just like another cola in India. It's just called thumbs up, and it's oh, okay. it's, it's bomb. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely Coke till I die for sure. But I knew Varun. <laughs> okay, here's how I knew because I have a lot of family in Michigan, and in Michigan they all love Verners. I don't know if you guys know what that is. They all love like the Pepsi side of things rather than the Coke side of things, if that makes sense. So they always go towards the Pepsi products. And being in Toronto, you're really close. So I was like, Pepsi. That's what it is. I actually don't. I don't actually think. <laughs> I know. Just, I know that was just for the joke. But I actually, um, we're in Georgia, so we're kind of obligated to like Coke um, to some degree. I guess that's um, true. But I, I'll say Coke's. Aha, uh-huh, which is like a stelter slash sparkling water, is really good. I have never heard of that, actually. Me neither. We have one in the kitchen, so you can have that right after. Oh, sick. <laughs> Look at that. Save just for you. Um, what about you guys? Coke or Pepsi? I'm a Coca-Cola guy. There we go. Yeah. I haven't had soda in uh, in years. <laughs> so back in the day, I would, I would drink more Coke than Pepsi. Just because the Coke was the coca-cola was at home no there, there wasn't mm. much pepsi sometimes there was pepsi so i would i would drink pepsi you know but but now it's actually water i, I drink i drink water <laughs> just water for everything <laughs> water just for water. everything no coffee no tea <laughs> oh actually yes I'm, I'm 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 big i'm big on coffee and big on tea i can't drink coffee as much anymore but you know when, when i get a chance i'm like please i've converted uh Varun to some degree he used to be only tea and then he moved in with me and I have a coffee machine and uh he's a coffee guy now I think when he says coffee machine he doesn't mean like drip coffee he means an espresso machine like it's like it's a setup yeah it's a setup that's a good one yeah for sure for sure nothing against drip coffee though it's great um okay favorite music streaming platform of choice which could be like YouTube music Apple music Spotify, Pandora. No one has said Pandora yet. Oh my Tidal. god! Title no also. Please no one, say. No Pandora. one likes. No one likes Pandora. <laughs> have you been on their website recently, though? I have not. I I Does have it, not. Pandora. They what about SoundCloud? A, yeah. Yeah. What about SoundCloud? SoundCloud. <laughs> well, at least for me, it's it's Spotify. It's where I do most of my listening. Mm-hmm. If I'm not if I'm not doing like some binge watch of music videos on YouTube. I'm, I'm typically on Spotify, mm. or, or if I don't want the Spotify algorithm to uh, be ruined by my uh, uh, music choice on YouTube, mm. then that's where I go. <laughs> uh, I gotta listen to my to my pop music somehow. <laughs> I, I love that. I'd go to Spotify, but one thing I really miss out on Spotify is remixes, and that's so I go to Sound SoundCloud for all my remix music. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like unreleased. Hey, you're the first person that too. said yeah. Spotify. <laughs> I mean, I mean not Spotify, I mean SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud. That's a good point. There's a lot of music on SoundCloud that's just like unreleased. Okay, this this next question is hopefully not too confusing, but people get heated about this. Okay. Sock sock shoe shoe or sock shoe sock shoe. Sock, sock, shoo, shoo. But I, I guess I have a defense for that. You know? Yeah. If I, if, if you actually needed one, uh, there's, <laughs> there's no shoes allowed in the house. Oh. So you, so you better, you better have both socks on already. I be kind love of weird. that. That's uh, a unless, good one. Unless you, unless you that have one good. sock on, and then you go downstairs, <laughs> put on a shoe. <laughs> You're so adamant. You're so adamant about, about sock, shoe, sock, shoe. <laughs> You walk around the house with your socks, take off your socks, and then you put one sock on and then one shoe on and then one <laughs> Just so you can say that your sock shoe, sock shoe. 
exactly. What about you, Adam? I'm a sock, sock, shoe, shoe as well. Oh, uh, it's just, it just feels right. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. One at a time, you know? What? What, what about, what about you, Nico? Yeah. I'm you, the you, same as you guys. Mm-hmm. Good. Which is kind Good. of boring. But actually, when I used to play soccer, I think it was sock, shoe, sock, shoe. Because, you know, they're like huge socks usually. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. put on my sock all the way, put my shoe on, put on the other sock all the way, put my shoe on. I feel like. Hmm, interesting. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I might I, be I think, just making that up. Yeah, I think your your memory has been um, altered. Yeah. <laughs> and Varun, I think you're the same, right? Uh, I'm sock, sock, shoe, shoe. I'm having issues. I think my audacity cut off the second my mom called. Like, Everything just went to like, what? I have to use my laptop's webcam now too. But oh, okay. to answer the question, I'm soft talk shoo shoo. Okay, well maybe we should maybe we should end before more issues happen with your computer and we <laughs> lose everything. Uh, now, uh, yeah. your a sibling's gonna call you. Yeah, and, then, and the whole computer's gonna turn off. That would actually be really weird. If I don't have any, but. <laughs> long lost cousin um yeah okay well thank you guys so much for joining us it's been a blast i hope design co and flux can continue to collaborate maybe there's a future some event some design competition who knows yeah it sounds sure. exciting yeah yeah but it's been a blast talking to you guys learning about um why California is better than Savannah. I think that's probably pretty clear <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. <laughs> I don't know how Varun feels, but... Yeah. Um, I think Savannah has its merits, but I wouldn't want to stay my whole life here. <laughs> well, thank you guys. And that does it for us. Thanks for having us. 